Good evening. Oh, I know. It's only three o'clock. Not yet. Not yet. Not quite. Oh, God. Man, what a... I say this every time we log on, but I feel like it's been a crazy, like, week, you know? It has been. This time of year is so wild. I mean, we had we had games, and then we had Christmas, and now here we are in the crazy week in between Christmas and New Year's where you just forget your purpose in life and just... You forget what day it is. You forget what time of the day it is. Obviously, it's just a it's a nuts week. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot to talk about today. So let's just go ahead and and get her gun, get her started. <laughs> yeah, go. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pardon Me, Alex, the only Lumberjack basketball podcast on the market, hosted by yours truly, myself, Alex, and my beautiful, wonderful, amazing, curly-haired beauty podcast cohort and partner in crime, Jacqueline Noel Parton, a.k.a. Jax. It is... Wearing my sweatshirt that Alex got me for my birthday for your resident crazy cat lady. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, couldn't help it. I saw it on, honestly, that's been in my uh, Amazon, like, save for later cart for like two years. And I was like, every time I look at it, I'm like, I got to get that for Jacqueline. Even if it's not like a, a special occasion or a birthday or Christmas or whatever it is, I was like, I got to get that for Jacqueline. I got to get that for Jacqueline. And then last year I was going to get it for your birthday. And then I ended up getting a new SFA shirt to wear to Kansas. And then this year I was like, okay, just doing it. Just doing it. So yeah, it's, it's cute. I thought it was so cute. And I saw it, I was like, for the crazy cat lady who has everything under the sun SFA already. Let me get her this cute little cute cat. I know. And plus it's probably, you know, it's, it's light, but it's still long sleeve. So you can enjoy it in your house or whenever, but, but yeah. As we talk about crazy cat lady status. Here we go. She doesn't usually join. So here we go. Katya. Holy crap. This is the wildest thing I've ever seen. This cat is like the bane of people's existence. This is the rudest cat I have, but. The rudest cat. I mean, I've known this cat for forever, as long as I've known Jacqueline, obviously. And and every time I come over, she still cares absolutely less about me. So she looks like such a little angel today. Oh my God. Maybe she turned over a new leaf. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Are we that lucky? <laughs> not, not holding our breath, but no, not one bit, one bit. Um, so yeah, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and obviously it, like I said before, it's the week in between Christmas and New Year's where just things are kind of crazy and wild and you don't know what's up, what's down, what's left and right. And so hopefully everybody has a smooth week. Um, I enjoyed yesterday. I went down to the woodlands and saw my niece and nephew who are both teens and I love them so much. And I love that they're teens and we can go and hang out and just like talk and chill and be be real with each other. And I love being able to like have adult conversations with them now. And so it's just really fun. So we went to the mall, went shopping and had a fun little day with them. And 
enjoyed myself. And I know Jacqueline's been really busy doing stuff on her end work and, you know, having hosting friends over at her place and things like that. So. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Um, back and forth from Tyler to Nack hosted some friends the day after Christmas, hosted some people last night for book club. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Um, A lot of stuff going on in our lives, but we always have time for you and for lumberjack basketball priority in the late fall, winter and spring. So yeah, but tonight we're actually going to be talking or tonight, I keep saying tonight, like it's dark out. It's not, it's three o'clock. Um, today we'll be talking about two games, the, the, we call them the Christmas games, the week of Christmas, uh, the games versus North American and, uh, Jackson state both at home. So first we'll talk about North American, right? That's first on our list. Okay. So this game was actually on my birthday. Yeah. Birthday game. Um, I can't remember what day. Monday. Uh, yeah, but I was already in neck. I can't remember what day I came to neck. Anyhow. Oh, it was either Friday or Saturday, I think. Oh, yeah, it was Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so on Monday on my birthday, uh, we went up to Nine Flags for uh, first for a little retirement party for our, our little buddy, Gary Lee, um, who's retiring from uh, the United Way. And... Mm -hmm. Caroline, a very, very able and wonderful um, person to step up into that role is going to take over. Uh, so anyhow, we got to celebrate him a little bit, have a few drinks and dinner for celebrating my birthday um, with K-Dub, Joey, and Sean uh, mm -hmm. to the game. Uh, wonderful little day, a uh, few drinks, good friends, basketball. You can't ask for much more for, for a birthday. <laughs> for a, um, a Christmas week birthday that's always very trying um, to do stuff. But anyhow, so we played yeah. North American University. Uh, we have never played them before. They are a private nonprofit full service university in Stafford, Texas, which I think is near Houston. Um, NAU offers bachelor's and master's degree programs in business administration, criminal justice, computer science, and education. Uh, their undergrad enrollment is only 374. That's what Google told me, which is very tiny. Wild. Um, I'm pretty sure they're D. No, no, no. They're NAI. Sorry. Um, they're NAI. Anyway, so a really small little school. Oh, I'm frozen up. I think. Hello. No, I'm here. Sorry. I had to mute myself. Oh, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm here. I had to mute myself to pull up uh, our uh, our grievances thing. I forgot to pull it up. I didn't want to do it right in the middle of you talking. Um, okay. You want to do wax standings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to do it after we talked about Jackson State because I'm sure it's probably different and it's updated than what it was then. Wait, what? We're doing so, right now. Huh? We're doing North American right now, not Jackson State. No, I know, but like we've we've had a game in between yeah. that, so like it's probably not accurate from when we played North American. It's okay. different. Yeah, yeah. Boy. So I'll do it. I'll do it during Jackson State. Okay. Yeah. Um, so general game notes: we had 
starting usual starting lineup we've had since uh Rati got injured. We have Day, Nana, AJ, Trail, and Nigel. Mm-hmm. We did win that game 83 to 51. The attendance was 1,939. Too bad considering that uh school's out and it's Christmas week. Um that's true. I will say that. I will say that the 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 uh the attendance for both these Christmas games were decent considering all of those things that it is Christmas break. People are out of work. People are out of school going on vacations. And so it was, it was decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So if y'all could hear her purring, you would not even believe me. I can't believe this. I'm shocked. She's like purring really loud. Okay. Um, John Kennedy stat section for our game against North American. Our field goal percentage was 59.7. Our three-point percentage was only 19. Um, so theirs was higher than ours. They had a 25%. Um, our free throw percentage was also lower than theirs at 55.6. Uh, theirs was 61.9%. Um, percent. We did have 66 points in the paint, which I love. Insane. High score. <laughs> Our points off of turn. Oh, now she's done. Um, that quickly. <laughs> our points off of turnovers was thirty. Our second chance points we only had seven. Fast break points we had fifteen. Bench points we had thirty-three. Uh, total rebounds we had thirty-five. Five offensive and thirty defensive. We had seventeen fouls, which actually is not bad. Mm. <laughs> We had 17 turnovers. They had 23 turnovers. We had 10 steals, zero blocks. And our game leaders were Day-Day with 18 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. And Derek uh, looked way back in action. Um, You could tell he was feeling good. 17 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals. Um, And little programming uh, note on that. We kind of mentioned in the last few that – we could just tell we knew Derek had an injury. We didn't know what exactly it was. Um, we could tell he just wasn't completely back to 100%. Um, and then Alex saw he shared on his uh, Instagram that he broke his foot uh, during the summer. And yeah, I'm June. Mm-hmm. So um, now we know exactly what it was. So yeah. definitely next that um, you know he seemed a little little bit to a slower start than his average self at the beginning of the season. So good to see him feeling fancy and back up there and. Yeah, no, it was for a position. Yeah, no, it was great to see him back on the court playing a little bit more time or, you know, playing for a little bit longer. Um, I don't know if it was during that game, the post game, or if it was on the Thursday's game. I can't remember which one it was where he came over and gave us a hug and he had a shoe off. That might have been the Jackson State okay. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and he still, he kind of made it known that he was, he's still very much recovering from that. Um, from that procedure and surgery. So, but again, good to have him back. Even if it's for limited time, it's still nice to have another body on the court um, to give pretty much the main seven or eight guys a break every once in a while, even if it's for a few minutes. So very appreciative of that. Um, Thank God as well. Um, Yeah. So rolling right into the strengths from this game, obviously the, the fact that we won, but again, that was kind of, to be expected playing an NAIA team. Um, but we appreciate them coming up and playing us because of course our schedule is just kind of wild um, this season, just because of the fact that we just can't find people to play us. So we have to rely on NAIA teams, but 
I digress. Here we are. Um, I didn't write too much from this game on my notes just because, again, it's just one of those games where you expect the W and buy a lot, and so it's just not very standout-ish. There were a few things that stood out, obviously, though. Um, right off the bat, the very beginning of the game, Trell had a beautiful layup, and it was just like chef's kiss. Um, anytime Trell can score from not only outside along the arc, but also inside in the paint, you know he's just going to have a really like decent, good, all-around game. Um, even if it wasn't, he didn't have a high point, he didn't have a high score, but he still had a decent game. Um, yeah, and he got – so he had to steal the first defensive possession, I believe, to give him that uh, layup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had three for the whole night, which is the highest on the team. So he was playing some really good defense that game. Uh, like I said, he only scored eight points, but still that doesn't mean he didn't do – you know, other really good things on the other side of the ball. Um, Cause sometimes it's just not your night shooting. I mean, still, he had eight points, but still, I mean, he, he had a really good defensive game. He had uh, six assists as well. Um, and then he also had, like I said, those three steals and two, two rebounds. And so love to see it. Day um, day hall, Jesus, for God's sake, these last few games for day, this game. And then the Jackson state game were just nuts for him absolutely nuts. Uh, he's been playing lights out 18 points this game. Like Jacqueline was telling you guys, uh, about all his stats, you know, the one steal, he had, uh, three assists, four rebounds. I mean, he was just perfect from the, uh, perfect nine for nine on the field goals. He's just killing it, man. And he only played for 17 minutes. Let me just 17 minutes. (laughs) So, you know, it's just insane that he played for almost 10 minutes less than a lot of these other players and then still had high point, which just shows the kind of production he has whenever he's on the court. I mean, it's just – he's just awesome. 66 points in the paint I think might be – I was trying to look back at all the other games for this season. I'm pretty sure that's the highest of the season. I think so, too. Yeah, I I was – like I said, trying to look back, and I'm pretty sure – that that is the the biggest of the season, which is again what you expect to see when we're playing in a team, an AI team. Um, trying to think if there's anything else to talk about. Bench points again. A lot of those came from both uh, Derek and Kyle. Kyle had ten points. Um, he had eight rebounds, the most on the team from that night. Um, so Kyle really showed a lot off the bench as well. Um, and then of course our little boy uh, Davion came in for 14 minutes. Yeah, he got some good playing time and scored six points. And he had two defensive rebounds. I have some notes on him when when we get to it. Yeah, of course. No. Um, So really excited that he's getting more playing time. I think – how many games has he come in so far? Is that his third or four? I believe he's played in four games. Okay, yeah. So it's – possibly looking like he that he probably again I just don't we don't know the exact number of games is it six or eight don't know before you're red you're not you can't redshirt anymore yeah and they didn't play him against Jackson State so I, I think we'll see at the beginning of um, conference who we have and they'll probably make a from there yeah yeah no yeah because I mean I know Jalen had said at the end of the uh, La Tech game that he plans on being back by conference, but that's literally third. That's tomorrow. 
Yeah. So no, I'm not 100% sure <laughs> if that's going to happen or not. Maybe, maybe he meant like in the new year conference. I don't know. Um, you know, Robbie's back kind of, um, he played, um, did he even suit it? No, he didn't even play this game against North America. Uh, back to the state. Hmm, yeah. For Jackson state. Yeah. Um, so again, unsure there. Uh, so we'll see, we'll just have to see, but yeah. What other uh, strengths did you see during this game, Jax? Uh, okay, so my, my notes that I have, so from the beginning of the game, now I got done first position. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. Um, like like you already said about Day-Day, I mean, he's just, we brag on him every time, but he's incredible, even, even when he fouls out. And, um, you yeah, know, right. we get to it when we get to the Jackson State game, but he, he did foul out both of these games. Um, and he was the first one to say that to us whenever he came over because um, he's very tough on himself. But, yeah. you know. Um, obviously we don't prefer for him to foul out, but still, I mean, you're the high point and you only play 17 minutes. You're making a pretty big, pretty big impact in the game, even just for that. Um, but yeah, we would definitely like to work towards having him the whole game. Um, especially being limited anyway, you know? Yeah. 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 He got some great, great putbacks amongst all of his other stats. Um, Trell played amazing too. I mean, like you said, wasn't wasn't the high point. Um, his his three point shot wasn't necessarily on because he only made two of ten. Um, but he had six assists. Uh, he had an amazing reverse layup. He was playing great defense with the three steal. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt came in and had another great game. I've I've been really excited to see uh, what he can do whenever he comes in. He he had the most rebounds, like you said, with eight. Um, he had a lot of good shots around the rim. Scored 10 uh, and a bunch of good drives to the bucket. Uh, Derek, like I said, he came back strong. Mm-hmm. This game was almost high point. Um, he had some great steals as well. He had two steals. Um, he had a couple fast breaks. He had two alley-oops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great for him. Uh, AJ had another great game. He's just been playing so well uh, lately. He yeah. had some great threes. Four, no, sorry, two of four from the three-point line. Um, and he led the team in um, assists with eight. It's a lot of assists. Yeah. And like we said, Davion got 14 minutes. Really good playing time for him. Uh, he had a great drive and score. He had a great backdoor cut. Yeah. Um, which I've bragged on him for that before. So love to see that because that shows he's really paying attention and proactively thinking and looking ahead to the next. Um, you know, the next play or open, open shot. So for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I'd also like to point out Nana, our boy Nana playing for 30 minutes. I mean, he plays, I mean, his, he barely gets breaks, like barely at all. Yeah. And he had 11 points. He played really well this game. He had seven rebounds. So second most on the team that night. Um, and he had five assists. I love that. I love seeing when Nana can also move the ball around as well. Um, and also be able to assist other people making the play, especially in the paint. You know, if, it, if it's not there for him and he can get the ball to somebody else, that's just, then that's just what we need to do. Um, and, uh, he also had a steal as well, which I think is sometimes really hard for a, uh, 
big man to get. So shout out to the steal that he had. It was a it was a nice deal. I believe it also in transition turned into points on our side because um, we had how many points off turnovers? Um, Thirty. Thirty. Thirty points off turn. A lot. A lot of points off turnovers. I mean, we caused. Let's see how many turnovers on the twenty three. Yeah, so we we caused twenty three turnovers, um, and let's see, they had, and the crazy thing is, is they had way less personal fouls than we did too. They had twelve, and we had seventeen. I mean, it wasn't a ton less, but still. Um, and these guys only had one block the entire game. We had none. <laughs> yeah. It was a, even though there was a lot of points in the paint on our side, they had, we had 60, they had 24. I mean, there wasn't a lot of blocking or a lot of fouling, I guess, really going on down there in the, uh, in the paint, or if it was, it just wasn't being called really at all. Um, there are two guys that had double digit points, Jalen Clark and Kenneth Love. Um, yeah. And they had a lot of guys playing. A lot. A lot, a lot. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys. They had five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys playing in the game. So again, the comparison between our eight guys playing and their 11, I mean, they had way more people on the court coming in and out, in and out, in and out, getting breaks. And we still only had eight guys suited up and playing or not even suited up and playing, just playing. And again, able to come out with a really good victory. Um, yeah. Anything else on your end for positives, Jax? No, that's all I got. All right, cool. Moving on to our grievances. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. All right. Lead it off, girl. Um, so I didn't have a whole lot, but just kind of the main generic one I had, which I, I kind of mentioned this when I went over the stats. These were just not great stats for playing an NAI team. Um, mm -hmm. it really wasn't. I mean, our, our full goal percentage was okay. Our three point percentage was not good. Our free throw percentage was not good. Um, and, and the free throws should be pretty consistent regardless of who we're playing. I mean, it's free. Like our, like our, it's free life. baby. Um, so that, that wasn't super great. Um, no. yeah. our all right. Our fouls weren't terrible, but again, like, the turnovers weren't super great either. I mean, they were okay. Um, so I just wasn't like second chance points. I feel like could have been higher our offensive boards. We only have five. Uh, I just was very underwhelmed with some of our, some of our stats, but whatever we got, we got the dub, which is the most important part. And yeah. I, I have to agree with that. That second chance check the second chance point stat of only seven is pretty poopy. Um, you would think playing a team where we get 35 rebounds that we would, but we only got five offensive boards. No, I know what I'm saying. Like you would think that we would have more opportunities for offensive rebounds. Yeah. But we didn't <laughs> kind of shocks me. Uh, yeah. I mean, we killed it on defensive rebounds, but our offensive rebounds were kind of garbage five total. Uh, yeah. Um, not the best there. And then, of course, like we said, talking about Day Day, how he fouled out. I mean, 
I love that he, again, had 18 points. He was high point, and he was just, you know, his field goals, perfect, nine out of nine. He only missed uh, his one free throw. Otherwise, he would have been perfect on his on his uh, shooting stats. Um, I just wish that he wouldn't foul out so often, but especially when we're so shorthanded and short-staffed. Yeah, um, and on that note, I have – I mean, he fouled out so early. We had – almost 10 minutes left in the game. So, I mean, that's – luckily we were playing an NII team, so it didn't make a huge impact. But if that happens in conference, like we're dead in the water. Oh, yeah. We can't have people fouling out during conference. You, you just can't, you, especially that early Especially that early in the game. Certainly not day-day either. I mean – No, no. Can't have not, any – I mean, specifically day-day, but anybody fouling out. To, uh, you know, Trell, uh, 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 why am I blanking on everybody else? <laughs> Nana, uh, you know, uh, none of them. Can't have anybody fouling out. None. Because it's just weird. Because we're short-staffed. Like, even if we weren't short-staffed, I don't want people fouling out. But at least if we had two or three or four extra guys on the bench that could take up the slack of whoever fouled out, oh, fine. It's not the end of the world. But still. You know, having starters fouling out is just not ideal, especially now that we're getting into conference and these games matter so much, especially for us. Yeah. Because let's just I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it, and I I'm sure this is gonna ruffle some feathers, but if we don't start playing not saying playing better, but if we don't start taking these games seriously, not saying we're not. Um, this is just me and my perspective and because of because because of, of this new seating shit and the, the net seating and the how we're doing it for the whack we're, we're not gonna make it to Vegas just flat out because of the way that we've played in this non-conference section we had a couple bad home losses to to northwestern and to Alcorn um those games may come back and bite us in the butt and there's if we don't kick a lot of ass during conference, there's just a really good chance we don't make it to Vegas. I'm just being, I'm just being honest and not saying that that's what's going to happen, but it's a possibility. It is now. So hopefully we're getting all the, all the kinks out now. Um, God, I hope so. My only other real grievance. Um, and I mean, this is just a small one about the officiating and it, it comes up in the next game as well. I feel like it just has not been monitored or called lately as hand checking. And it really drives me nuts because I'm sorry, like as someone who's handled the ball in games, it is so frustrating when the defensive players are continually putting their hands on you and grabbing you. And it's not one whistle to be found. Mm. Uh, it's really annoying. So I don't like that. <laughs> it's a really great point. Um, there were no personal fouls or technical, not personal fouls, I'm sorry, technical fouls called in this game. So I will say that's a plus. But at the same time, there's a lot of fouls that were missed, especially those hand-checking fouls. So I would tend to agree with you on that one as well. Um, yeah, I mean, my continual grievance, other than, you know, day-day fouling out, and it's been my grievance since all of these injuries started. We, my grievance is just the health of the team, <laughs> physically. 
Um, I don't know what the health of the team is mentally. I'm not in their brains, so I don't know. But I know physically our health, we just have to improve. We uh, Hopefully soon we need more bodies. We need more. We just need our guys back. We need them back. We need Rati back firing on all cylinders because, I mean, again, he's such a good leader on the team and on the court. Like him not being in the game is at all is is – is not ideal at all, at all, at all. Um, and even when he is in the game, I sometimes feel like he's not hundred percent there because of his injury. And so yeah. it's just not, it's just not ideal. Um, and so again, my previous statement stands, if we don't start getting these things back into place, our chances of making Vegas are very, very slim. And that's just, and that's just the facts, and that's how the cookie crumbles because of this new seating system. I'm not saying that this seating system is 100% perfect or 100% at fault. I mean, obviously, if we would have won those games at home the way that we should have and then we actually beat Furman the way we probably should have, um, that that would have made a huge difference. Um, but some of these teams in the WAC are playing lights out this season, and we are going to have a really, really, really hard time against them. Grand Canyon's always a pain in our ass. ACU is always a pain in our ass. Sam Houston looks to be a big pain in our ass this year. Um, of course, New Mexico State, going to be a pain in our butt. Um, literally, all these teams that have been playing well and played us well last year are even better, if not the same, if not better this year. Yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah. We, we're going to have, have a hard time this year in conference. So... We've got some tough ones coming up. God. Yeah, we do. So tomorrow is – well, we'll get there. Okay. I just – again, I was I was doing well with my anxiety for basketball um, up until today. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just thinking about tomorrow's game, and I'm just sitting here just totally, like, dreading. Oh God! Yeah, I'm I'm just anxious about it. I know, I know. Just super anxious about it. All right, any other uh, concerns or negatives on your end before we move on? No. Okay, cool. So uh, one one word to uh, describe the game. What do you think? Uh, you go first because I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Um, I would just say. Typical. I mean, it's it was a typical game versus an NAIA team. I mean, we expected the win. We got the win. Played decently enough to win by uh, how many points? 30 points. Yeah, or so. Um, so typical game. Nothing super exciting, honestly. Nothing that stood out that was, like, really, really amazing or really, really bad. Um, again, other than the fact that Day fell out and we are still injured. So it was just a typical game. Love the points in the paint. Wonderful. But I hated the second chance points. So it was for me, a typical game versus a team that we should have won did win. And that was wonderful and great and spectacular. But these games versus NAIA teams are, are killing us. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I would just, this is not the word I was trying to think of, but it'll, it'll do is, I would just say like sufficient, like it was good enough. It wasn't great. Yeah. 
checked off a dub on the schedule, but not what I would love to see against an NAIA team. Right. Like nothing spectacular. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Nothing standout-ish, either good nor bad. So, okay. Um, so moving forward, just going to go straight into the game versus Jackson State. And then that, and then we'll do our normal wrap up after we talk about Jackson State. Perfect. So we played Jackson State on December the 22nd. So a few days before Christmas um, at home as well. Some background and history between us. We've played them six times before. So, um, and we've won five and lost one, I believe, is our previous history. Uh, so our largest margin of victory was 82 to 67 in 2007. That was the year I graduated high school. <laughs> um, and then the smallest margin of victory was 62 to 61. So we won by only one point in 2009. So they are road warriors, uh, have not had one home game this season, which is absolutely mind boggling. Yeah. So, okay. Whenever I watched it back today, um, they were saying they have the 12th hardest schedule in all of college basketball. So here's a list of who all they have played this season. They played ACU. They only lost by nine. Tulsa, they only lost by six. Michigan, they only lost by 10. Um, Indiana, they did lose by 39. And then um, Tech, they lost by 50, which were pretty big losses. Uh, yeah. They lost SMU by one point. Uh, they lost TCU by 27. They lost to Mississippi State by only 10. Um, when they played Alabama, they were only down by one at halftime. Uh, they did end up losing by 20. But um, th those are all – all of their games have been road games. They have not had one home game. Um, and Do they have any road or home games on their schedule? Did you happen to notice that? I think they just only have um, road games during pre-conf – like before conference. And then once they start conference, of course, they have home games. But I, I think all of their games, non-conference, are road games. Holy moly. So they're they're playing some tough people. Hold on, I have up their schedule, and I can tell you. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I believe so, because they play Alabama State at home on January 7th, but I would assume that's a conference game. Wow. That's wild. The fact that they have not had a single home game since the season started. And you said they have the 12th hardest schedule. That's what they said. Oh my God. You listen off all those teams. They lost to Indiana by how much was it Indiana or Illinois? They lost to Indiana by 39. Oh my God. And tech meaning like Texas tech. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, hats off, tip of the cap to Jackson State for having one hell of a non-conference schedule, especially not having a single home game as of yet. So, tip yeah. of the cap to you, sirs, because that is not easy at all. Um, I'm kind of blown away by that, actually. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Um, so that's just insane to me. Um, but anyway, so yeah, wild, wild, wild. So moving into the basketball standings, uh, as of today, I believe these are updated as of today. Um, as of today, right now on December 28th, here are the standings for the WAC. 
Um, Sam Houston still in first at 10 and two. Makes pains me to say that. Grand Canyon in second, third, Utah Valley, fourth, Seattle U, fifth, UT, RGV. Look at them. Um, six, California Baptist. U, and then we have Southern Utah at seven, at eight, Abilene Christian, and at nine, us. Um, there's a lot of eight and five teams, actually. CBU, Southern Utah, Abilene Christian, and us, and Utah Tech are all at eight and five. Um, moving into obviously conference play. Um, let's see here. Utah Tech, like I said, eight and five. New Mexico State, seven and five. Um, Tarleton, six and six. And UTA at the bottom at five and eight. Having New Mexico State below us at the bottom is wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say to that, but yeah. Um, I wonder if they had uh, a litany of injuries like we have had. They have a lot of stuff going on in their <laughs> program. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll so, with, uh, I'm not sure if that is a you know, wait. I'm sure it has a little bit of, you know, uh, a little bit of pro, you know, issues on the court due to that. But y- yeah. 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 I would imagine so. Oh, uh, yeah. So the last game that they played uh, was on the 22nd, and they played North Carolina A&T. But right before that, day before, uh, they played – I'm assuming this was a uh, – huh. Because it was the day after – it was two days, so it might have been a little, uh, like a little tournament thing. They played Kent State, and they lost by 10. <laughs> That's the Kent, Kent State's a decent team. They're a decent team. They're decent. They're decent mid major. Uh, Kent State. They're the Golden Flashes of uh, in Ohio. Yeah, by ten, and they played St. Mary's and lost. They played Santa Clara and lost. They played UC Irvine and lost, and UTEP and lost. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so their next game is today, which is their first uh, their 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 first in conference game today, and they're playing Southern Utah, and then they play Sam Houston on the thirty first. So we will see, and then we play them. Uh, obviously, they come here on January the fourth. So those are the next three games for New Mexico. So we'll see how that goes for them. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the WAC standings as of today, the 28th. But today starts a lot of uh, conference schedule, conference games today and tomorrow. So um, those standings will start to be shook up real quick. Yeah. Real quick. So we'll just, we'll, we're just going to see how it goes. <laughs> just going to see how it goes. Um, all right, Jacqueline, you're up. Let's talk about game notes. All and right. That's. Uh, same starters, Day Nana, AJ Trail, Nigel. Uh, we did win um, 80 to 69. The attendance actually, again, not that much lower than it was on Monday, which is wild considering it was three days before Christmas. Uh, we had 1,841. Uh, so, Sean Kennedy's stat section, our field goal percentage, about the same as last game 52.4. Um, our three point percentage was up. 33.3% as well as our free throw percentage was up 77.5 better. Um, our 
points in the paint were about cut in half with uh, 32. But again, this was this was a tough team, as we mm -hmm. said. Their, their um, record does not at all portray how tough they are. Um, no, for sure. Look at wins and losses, but if you look at who they played, um, so points off of turnovers, we had 11, which was more than against an NAI team. Uh, mm. wait, no, it wasn't. Sorry, the second chance points were the same, which was nine. Mm -hmm. Um, fast break points, we had 18 bench points, we had 12 total rebounds, um, 36. We had nine offensive and 27 defensive. So, see, we had more, we had almost twice the offensive boards against this pretty tough team than we did against an NAI school. So mm. who knows? Uh, turnovers, we had – fouls, we had 22. Uh, turnovers, we had 19. Uh, they only had 13, so they did take better care of the ball than we did. Um, we had seven steals and three blocks. Uh, our game leader, again, Day-Day, uh, this game he had a double-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, two steals. Um, and then kind of right behind him, we had AJ with 14 points, two rebounds, six assists, one block, two steals. Uh, so great game by both of them. Day-Day, uh, Day, again, like we said, fouled out. Um, can't remember what point of the game he fouled out here, but it wasn't as early as it was against North American. So that's at least one step in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Got to take the little wins where we can get them. Mm, yeah, honestly, that's that's facts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so scrolling, not scrolling, but sh just totally just sh shooting right into our positives, our strengths for this game. Um, so this was a game, yeah, that Robbie came back and he was dressed out, so that was something of note. Um, and, um, yeah, this was a wild game. There was a few things going on during this game that I was just – kind of questioning the entire time, but uh, let me get to the positives first. Um, so Kyle, great hustle. Love when Kyle's in the game. Like he's just such a force off the bench. He's such a like absolute, just, he's just a ball of energy off the bench. He comes in and he's just all over the place. He's on offense, defense. He's playing hard both sides of the ball. Um, so one of the notes I had on him, he had a really, uh, there was a loose ball, great hustle on that. He was able to get up the ball and, um, and actually, I don't. I, well, I'm trying to think. Did he get the ball, or did he just? I can't remember. But he had great hustle. Either he was able to get the ball, or he was able to knock the ball out of bounds, and um, you know, created some more chaos and disruption on on defense. I could not remember if he we were able to get the ball back or not. But I wrote it down, so it was very apparent. So good job, Kyle. Um, let's see here, Nana. Na 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 na, man! Twelve points for Nana this game. Played for twenty-eight minutes. Uh, he was perfect on our on his free throws. He wasn't the only one. Trell was perfect. AJ was perfect. Nigel was perfect for their free throws. So amazing night on the free throws for those gentlemen. Cannot say how. I mean, our free throw percentage was back to where it should be in the seventies, high seventies, almost eighties. So love to see that. Um, Nana, he had 12 points. Like I said, he had one block. He had, uh, four rebounds, three of them being defensive. So that was wonderful. He didn't have any steals this game, but he played really, really well. He had some good defensive moves, good defensive moments. Um, he had a nice block. I don't know why 
it didn't register. Oh no, he had the block. Okay, it is on there. Just kidding. Um, there was a there was a there was a moment where he blocked the ball really far, and then AJ grabbed the ball and was able to save it from going out of bounds, but to no one, like it got turned over. But still, that whole sequence was just a hard hustle, and I love to see it. Uh, hello, Dennis. Good to hey, see Dennis. you. Hello, hello. Um, uh, well, also had a great dunk as well. Mm-hmm. 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 He played great. I, that's right. I put on there, Nana Slam. I wrote that on my notes. Um, there was another thing I wrote on my notes, and it's just, do you know those uh those videos where they put like to cats or dogs, and it's like I'm fast as fuck, boy. Fast yeah. as fuck, boy. Every time I see AJ with the ball, and he's either going like coast to coast, or he had he got a rebound, or you know, and he just sprints to the end or end of the court. That's all I hear in my head, and he's like bobbing, weaving, and ducking around people, and like just trying to create space. And I'm like, that's all I think about is man, I'm fast as fuck, boy. And so AJ had such a great coast to coast like layup, and it was so great. And I literally wrote that nice layup, AJ, as a fuck boy, because it was just because <laughs> it was just so quick, so quick, so fast. Uh, in in Dad's words, he's fast as lightning. That's what my dad likes to say. He's so fast. He really is, and I love that about him. He just has so much get up and go and energy that he can go from coast to coast and literally bob and weave in between people and, and create and create offensive possessions that sometimes may not have been there. Well, yeah. And what's, what's even better. I love bragging on him because he's so good, but um, he's just so good. I know he's improved so much from that very first game that we even, saw him play. Yeah. Yeah. What's even better though about him than just being fast is he has great control and really good, um, like vision of the court and what things are opening up. So it's, it's not like he's just dribbling down there super fast and like throwing something up or trying to get a foul, like yeah, controlling the ball, keeping the tempo and looking for open plays and shots and making stuff happen. So it's, I agree. And another thing with AJ too, is that, yeah, even the moments where he, maybe he does kind of like lose the ball, he always gets it back. Like if he has the ball and he like miss dribbles or something or somebody knocks it away, like he does his 100% effort to get that ball back and nine times out of the 10, he gets it back. So shout out to AJ for having great control, but also having enough court and heads up presence to like be able to, you know, get the ball back. Um, you know who else has amazing court presence and just he, he just understands the game? Day Day Hall. I, I just that, that's that's exactly why he is my dad's favorite because I mean he plays dad, like an old pro. He plays like he's been playing basketball for 30, 50 years. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. played, refereed, watched more basketball than anyone I know, and he loves to see a player that you can tell understands the game and is thinking like three plays ahead. It's insane. A hundred percent. Every time, because it was funny on Christmas Day, there wasn't much on. And so mom and I were watching because she records some of the games that are on ESPN. And so she recorded the Law Tech game and we've watched it like twice um, because A, there was nothing else on and B, because it was just such a good game. So we were watching it and I'm watching it back and I'm just watching. I'm watching David, watching him. And he is just he 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 could play any position on the court, first of all. Anyone. 
any one of them. And they even said, those announcers actually were really good during that game too, by the way. Um, Mom had a lot of good things to say about those announcers. And now watching it back twice, I agree. Those announcers were actually very, very good because they gave both sides. It wasn't super biased. They gave both sides their due diligence. Yeah, um, I think that's because they were from uh, ESPN and not from. Results me. Yeah. 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 Thank God. Anyway, so that's exactly what they were saying was that just Day Hall is just an absolute force, um, that he is the best little post in the NCAA. Yeah. And that's 100% true. 100% true. We've said that since last year because he was playing the same position last year, you know, and it's just wild with him. He's just an enigma, you know, he, he, and then when you're down there and you're watching him, he's also, he's, he's, he's directing traffic down there as well. So he's directing traffic, like he's point guard, but he's also running down under the basket and playing, you know, post Mm -hmm. and he's three, four inches smaller than some of these post players. Oh, oh yeah, just average, like just but kicking ass. Too. It's just wild. I I love to see Day Day play. He works he works down there harder than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just insane, absolutely insane. And then you know who else had such a great game? My boy Trell. Oh yeah, I love oh. him so much. My God, he. Oh God. All right. Trell, I love him so much. He, he just always, he played the most minutes. He played 35 minutes. That's almost the entire game. Oh yeah, completely. Um, Yeah. His stats weren't like amazing. He was two for six from the three point line, four for nine on the field goal. Yes. Again, he was perfect on his free throws. Awesome. Love it. He had two defensive rebounds. He had two um, assists. He had four personal fouls, four turnovers, one steal, 12 points total in the game. But he, my God, when he's, when he's playing well or well enough, like we've said this before and I will say it again, when, when he's in the game, even when he's not, but when he's in the game, he is the lifeblood of that team. He's the lifeblood. He, I don't even know. Like, he, like he's the heart, hundred percent, hundred percent. Is he the heart of that team? And I love, I love him for it. I really do. Because when he's having a good time or having a good game, everyone else feeds off of that energy. Um, when he's struggling or having a bad game, he tries not to let it get to other players, and he's still supporting them in their roles. And so I, it just. I, I love watching Trell play. Like, it's just, it's like literally an honor to watch him play. It's just yeah, I, I do too. And, you know, okay, so this was actually, while we're on the subject of Trell, I did have it listed under my grievances, but it's also kind of a feat of strength. So I just, I want to segue. I want to talk about it now, and then I'll go over the rest of my feats of strength. But um, so if you'll remember, we got that double technical call um, during the right. game yeah. on Trell and one of their players, but it was at the other end of the court, so we couldn't, for sure, tell exactly what happened. We could just tell they were talking back and forth. But um, and I wrote that down as well. Yeah. Whenever I watch it back today, um, and I mean, listen, I don't ever like getting a tech just because we don't want one. But um, what happened here was they called um, a tie ball between Day Day and one of their players. 
And you know how it is when it's when it's a heated game and they call a tie ball and like at the end, neither one of them wants to really let go of the ball, kind of like to try to prove something, which I mean, I get it. Um, that was the same way. Um, and so they're both kind of pulling on it. And then the guy on the other team like pulls really hard and like throws his head forward, almost like he's going to try to headbutt Day Day or something. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I missed all this. Yeah, you'll I'll have you'll have to watch it back. Um, and so then Trell like sees this exchange and comes kind of running up. Well, then they had already separated, but one of their other players was like sort of coming up to Day Day. And Trell did like put his hands on him, but it wasn't in any type of aggressive um, fashion. He just kind of like put his hand out to kind of like hold him away and like sort of remove, try to remove Day Day. Um, and then that dude started mouthing off to Trell, and then it just went from there. Um, but I always really like, I always really like to see that type of, you know, like he, he saw someone trying to get rough with his dude and he was going to go down there and not, not try to exacerbate the situation, but try to remove day day and like make sure all was good with his dude. And then it just went from there. But anyway, I'll, I always like that. So he's very, like, you can tell he's very aware and protective of his. Very protective of, of his team. teammates. Yeah. So, that's you know and I'm glad you I'm glad you gave a um, kind of like a rundown and explanation of that because I feel like a lot of people especially who were at the game in person missed all of that. It's it's always hard to tell exactly what happened in a tech situation when you're at the game, especially when it's on the other end of the court because it just happens so fast that you're like, yeah, yeah because literally the referee went tech like like pointed at two tech and I was like, what for what talking. Like, what do we do? What? What? For moving? Like, because it had already happened. And then everybody was walking and then I was like, what? It, it, it just happened so fast and we all missed it. And uh, it, it, at least I will say a positive from that is that it was a double tech and it wasn't all on. It wasn't like, oh, just a trail. You know what I mean? Like, at yeah, least it was definitely initiated by them, uh, yeah. by their player, for sure. Um, but a, a few of my little feats of strength uh bragging on AJ all the time. He he had a great start to the game. He had a great three to start the game. He had several great shots off the dribble. Second highest scoring um mm-hmm. assists. He played great. Uh Derek again, um he didn't have a super high scoring game like the like the previous game, but um he had some really great drives and he had three rebounds, a couple points. Um you know uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I was going to say, you know, were you just about to talk about Robbie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Same. So, so Robbie, I just love watching him play. He, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. He kind of reminds me of Leon. Um, well, because he's goofy, a, but also goofy. He has the best attitude all the time, whether he's on the bench or in the game, he's always involved. He's always, uh, all over that court. <laughs> Moving up his teammates, um, when he gets on the court, he's given 110% all the time, like full throttle energy. Um, Sometimes if the full throttle energy, he goes overboard, and that's what causes, like, things to go through. Yeah, not always the most controlled. Like, no, like, no. Um, but I love it. I love it because it'll it'll get there. Um, and he he had a great drive. He just has to finish. He didn't, he didn't quite finish on the shot. Um, but shockingly, he had – the second most rebounds. 
he has such fantastic effort because that's what I was going to say. Like he, he had a great drive. He didn't finish the shot. Then he's going to run back down and either get a steal or a rebound. Um, he just has great effort on offense and defense every end of the court, whenever he's in the game. And I, I love it. It's so the few little kinks that he has are going to get worked out. Oh, for sure. Again, he played for the least amount of time. He had 12 minutes total, but yet he had seven rebounds in that 12 minutes. And that was the second most on the team that night behind day day, seven rebounds. But yeah, in that 12 minutes, he also fouled three times, but whatever. <laughs> He wins when we lose them. I mean, I mean, literally, he had seven rebounds, but then he had four turnovers. <laughs> so, I mean, he he just got to find a better balance between all of that stuff because just that's just a lot going on. Um, yeah. But I appreciate because he hasn't played very much this season because of his injuries. But I appreciate, and that's just another thing too. Like, I love his effort, but I don't want him to expel so much energy that he re-enters himself more further. <laughs> Yeah, that's our number one request on that point. Please. To all the guys on the team. All of them. Like, I love how much you care and are passionate. I want you to continue tr trying as hard as you can. But if you can kind of not put your body on the line as much as you probably normally would, that would be great. Because yeah. um, you can't afford to lose anyone. Also, this game is when AJ ran out of bounds after the ball and jumped over the scorer's table and I was like yeah he jumped over the scorer's table and that was when he tried to hit the ball back into play and he did but it went to nobody on our team went to the other team and that's what began my grievances list because they grabbed it and freaking dumped it okay I got, I got a few more little uh feats of strength um, no, it's okay. But yeah, but that's what happened on that. And I was, I was so mad because that was such, because Nana blocked it. It was a great block and AJ went and saved it out of bounds. And then when he threw it back in over his head, basically out of bounds, it went to the other team yeah. and they dunked it. Not. Um. So I will say in the second half, we came out fighting at the very beginning we we put almost a 20 point difference um we had great threes from trail just yeah. battling down there in the lane from day um like we already said matt had a great game um and nana had some really clutch rebounds towards the end of the game uh, he only had four in the whole game but i swear he had like two at the very end that were very clutch um because we we let them get back in a lot closer than they should have which is the beginning of my grievances yeah Okay, so let's get her done. This begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. Also, really quick, since we played that little recording, if y'all didn't see our post, this, this game was the day before. Uh, no, I'm, gonna, I'm losing my mind. Um, Festivus, this game was the day before Festivus. I was like, what are you trying to say? Okay, yeah. Don't know what Festivus is. I believe it is season nine, episode 10 of Seinfeld. The episode name is The Strike. You got to go watch it. It's an invented holiday that George's dad invents. And there there are so many good one-liners um, in that episode that, anyhow, that's how we named our Feats of Strength and Airing of Grievances section. So if you have not seen it, please go watch it. Take like 25 minutes of your life and watch that episode. It will be worth it, I promise.
seriously though, I would like to say this is totally off topic, but I'm highly considering telling J Soul to have January's special trivia to be Seinfeld. You totally should. Also, I got a gift for my birthday that was a deck of Seinfeld trivia cards. So I would be happy to lend them to him if he needed help for some questions. He said he's written Seinfeld games before, so he probably already has one. But I would love to play that game with you. Me too. I feel like I would dominate, but. Oh, you would kick my ass. But yes. That would be fun. It would be fun. All right, go ahead. Start off with your grievances, even though we already started going to talk about it. So just my first general one was that we we let them get way closer at the end than uh, we shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, Again, like I just already said, day fouled out again. However, at least it wasn't as early as um, the game before. Mm-hmm. We had some messy bounce passes in the lane, which we've talked about the last few games. Um, messy. Not happy about, uh, again, like I said on the last game, hand checking. So I do have one grievance on the refs. And I cannot believe I have complained about the refs so many times this, this season. I'm shocked. And I normally never do. But listen, y'all, this was another game where my father had negative complaint, negative comments and complaints about the refs. And y'all know that never happens. Never. But so first of all, the refs were literally just getting in the way and not even calling anything. Like there was at least one or two possessions where like the ref almost got ran over by a player and like caused passes to get interrupted and I'm like what are you doing like do you not know where you need to be standing are you even watching the game um (laughs) like these these men do not need to get knocked down by any of these players or they're gonna be they're gonna be more injured than our team is um but yeah one of one of the refs I will not name which one it was but if you watch the game I'm sure you could tell was so terrible in fact that my dad texted and was like they need to hold his pay because (laughs) He's not even worth the payment for this game. Don't even know what he's doing out there. Why is he even here? Like, why? What? What are we paying him? For? He was so bad. I honestly like we've had bad refs before, but he might be the worst we've had in a long time. And I don't think we've, I don't think we've had him before. I don't think. Um, I, I, if he has, it's been a long time because I do not remember him being there and or that bad. Yeah, I don't recognize, recognize him. And again, like I said, I've never I've never had this many complaints about referees before. So I don't know. I don't know what is happening this season. I don't know what's happening with our chapter of officials that we use. I don't know. Maybe they have because listen, y'all know like I, I know what it's like from the other side. I don't know if they haven't had a referee camp since before COVID maybe and they just are out of practice and not up to date on the new like changed rules. I don't know it, but it's, it has been, it has been worse this season than it has been in the past. I feel so I don't know. What's, I don't know what's happening with the chapters of referees that we're using, but some, something has happened. Like is is so the, so they head of the chapter. Have they not had a referee camp? I don't know. Unclear. Unclear. We don't know, but it is, just been pretty egregious this season. Um, and and like Jacqueline says, I know she never really complains about the refs because of her background. and But it's been bad. When she complains, you know it's bad. Yeah, it has not been good. And my, la- my last grievance is, is on 
us because whoever we had running the clock forgot to start it going into halftime. And I mean, listen, I know everyone makes mistakes, but um, so that may be the only time that person ever messed up, but it's, it's just kind of funny. Cause it's one of those, it's one of those, you got one job type of situations where it's like, what was it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a, I shouldn't even say anything. Cause maybe it was like a technical malfunction or something, but it's like, and that's totally plausible. Yes. It could have been a, could have been a technical malfunction. Um, obviously my grievances, we've kind of already talked about the double tech on trail, Again, it could have been worse, but still, I hate when people get texts because it's just, eh. Anyway, um, I literally wrote, the balding ref has a bug up his ass today. He was quite sassy during that game, and that is what I said to Dad, because when he pointed out the one that was the worst, I was like, yeah, he's bad, but the one that we usually have is quite sassy today. He was sassy. I mean, he was, he was calling decent calls or maybe one or two that I was like, all right, come on. You're just being nitpicky. But he was like talking back to the players. He was like talking back to Keller and not just Keller, the other coach too. Like he was just being sassy, sassafras that day. And we've had him many, many times. And I don't think I've ever seen him that sassy. Like we know it's only three days before Christmas and you're want to be with your family. Like, got it. But calm down, buddy. Yeah. I've never seen him that ornery ever. Yeah. Um, one of my last grievances too is also there was a backdoor during that game. I, Oh God, those just drive me bonkers, 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 bonkers. It's just, especially, you know, it, it it's not as bad when there's only one. It's not like the La Tech game when there was like 15,000 uh, backdoors, but even one, even one can be a spark. And we just have to make sure that we don't let it get out of control. Um, Cause it's just, it can be an absolute ball buster and, and energy killer. Yeah. So we really need to make sure that we are guarding the basket as well especially when we're playing um, that type of defense that could allow for them to backdoor. Um, yeah. Anyway, just frustrating on that end. Uh, let me look at the stats and see if there's anything else to notice. Second chance points still weren't that great. We only had nine. Um, really, really, really would love to work on those putbacks and second chance points. Please, please, please. Uh, points off turnovers, pretty low as well. 11, we only had 12 bench points total, but again, and that's, that's bench points. Um, let's see on their end points off turnovers. They had 18, we had 19 turnovers and they had 13 turnovers total. So, you know, again, yes, we won the game, but when our turnovers are, we have more than the opposite team. I don't like it. I don't like it. We are known for being terrors on defense and making the other team turn the ball over. And when we have more turnovers than the opposing team, I don't like it. So we got to get that fixed. Okay. Preferably by tomorrow. (laughs) If you can work that in on your schedule, that would be great. Please, please. And thank you. Um, Yeah. So, just a few, like I said, just those few things were just kind of pointing out to me, sticking out to me. 
Um, really, def- really hard played game on both ends of the ball. Kudos again to Jackson State for coming in to the sawmill and playing us, adding them, adding us to their extremely difficult road warrior schedule. Um, so to wrap things up, on do you have any more uh, grievances? No, that was it. Okay. Um, so to wrap things up, one word to describe the entire game: Jacqueline Noel Parton. Uh, let me think for a second. I did not come up with words for either of these games. I didn't either because I just didn't even think about it. But I would say for this game, I would say uh, is as per one word or two. I think two. Yeah, it's two. Balls. Hyphen. As per. <laughs> that makes it one word. Um, so I would just say as per. So as per usual, played a Decent game, a good game against a, a hard SWAC team who has been playing hard, hard, hard games all season. And, um, you know, they weren't – they didn't lay down and die. They came back in that second half, and they were really, really, really clawing to get back into that game, and they did a little bit. But we continued to, to you know, charge ahead and made sure that we got the W, which we did, which was – Again, a hard-fought W. Great. It was a good game. Um, and uh, so I would just say, again, as per two words, but I hyphenated it, so it makes it one word. Um, as per usual, played a good game, had decent-ish stats, um, played enough to, to get the W. And uh, I would just like to say I loved the free throws, so those were great, if I didn't say that before. Um, I think yeah. I have. But yeah. Much better. I guess I'd just say consistent. I mean, that's good. Yeah. We faltered a little bit, but we we stuck to our, you know, our game and pushed back through and yeah. Did decently well on everything. Got the dub. So no, I that's perfect. I love that. Love, love, love. Okay, so as we kind of alluded to earlier in the podcast, tomorrow, as in Thursday, begins our home uh our conference play up and we start off with none other than Abilene Christian ACU. Um, So Abilene Christian, they are from obviously Abilene, Texas. Uh, They have played us hard in the past. They've probably had one of the better non-conference schedules. And I say better, I mean, they've had a lot of really good, um, teams they've played a lot of teams this season trying to pull up their freaking schedule so i could tell you kind of a little bit of who they played already this season here we go uh they played jackson state as well and they only won by nine points i think so that's something to keep keep an eye on uh they played a&m Texas A&M, they played McMurray, they played Wright State, they played Weber State, they played UC Riverside, they played Northern Arizona. They also played North American, and they won by 50 points. They played Arlington Baptist, they played Kansas State, they played A&M Commerce, they played US or CSU Bakersfield, Howard Payne, um, which they destroyed Howard Payne, Jesus, Pete. Um but yeah, so they've played a couple of really good, decent teams like Kansas State, um, obviously uh, Weber State, good mid-major team, AM as well. Um, so they've had a pretty typical non-conference schedule as of yet. Um, 
They are six and zero at home. They are two and two away, and on neutral sites, zero and three. So overall, they're eight and five in the season so far. And damn, do they always have our number, dude? And they always play us hard. Always, always play us hard. Uh, oh God, it just it it gets me nervous as all hell. Um, so this is the 38th meeting between us and ACU. We lead 23-14 um, historically. Uh, so the Wildcats coming in, again, one of their biggest strengths, very, very similar to ours, is that they're very good at turning the ball over. They're ranked ninth in the nation in turning the ball over, third in conference in turnovers forced per game with 19.23. Um, so – Obviously, it's pretty evident that in order for us to win this game, um, we're going to have to make sure that we have good ball control. Yeah. And not let them turn and not let us turn the ball over as many times as we have recently. We have to control the ball. Have to. Because they play hard, hard defense just like us. So it's either going to be two things. It's either going to be a stalemate. <laughs> like we, It's going to be a low-scoring game. Because uh, both of our defenses are going to be just, or it's going to get out of control one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. So let's hope it's out of control on their end and we completely make them turn the ball over a hundred times. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, Jacqueline and I are actually, I think we're planning on being on the pregame uh, show with Kyle on Whack Hoops Digest around one o'clock our time, Texas time. He needs to get back to me and let me know 100% sure um, if he's watching. Hi, Kyle. Let us know. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and yeah, we'll be at the game tomorrow night at the sawmill. Can't wait. It's I know. Long week without basketball. Yeah, it has been. So games at 630 ESPN plus make sure if you guys cannot attend the game in person that you are watching online on ESPN plus please. And thank you. All right. So always again, remember to follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can always watch our episodes back anytime you want. If you can't catch us live, it happens. It's understandable. Life happens. You can always watch us back later on. You can also listen to us on pretty much any podcasting streaming site, Apple, Google, Anchor, Podbean, you name it, podcasting, Spotify, you can listen to us in the car, on the road, on the go. So make sure that you guys do all of that. Also make sure that if you uh, need a new license plate in your life, you go and get a MyPlates. You can go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks and you can get a $50 rebate and enjoy a new SFA MyPlate. They have one year, three year, five year contracts. You can sign, you can get a personalized plate. You can get an unpersonalized plate background only for only 50 bucks for one year. That's a hell of a deal. $50. That's like going to Starbucks twice a day for a week. Even that might be actually more to be fair. Starbucks is expensive. Um, so yeah, get yourself a my plates, have a lovely purple plate. And obviously when you buy a my plate, you are supporting SFA athletics 
all of that money, not all of that money. Let me rewind. Half that money pretty much goes to SV Athletics. Um, so you're sell, you're supporting the Lumberjacks that way. Um, another thing, obviously, if you're going to be drinking at the game, why not drink Purple Lights? Anytime you drink or purchase a Purple Lights from Fredonia Brewery um, or at the games, you are supporting SV Athletics as well. So if you're going to drink a beer at the game, make it a Purple Lights. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And... 30 minutes prior to the games, um, every home game is the Purple Lights happy hour. So go over, grab yourself a $3, three, cheapest in town, $3 can of Purple Lights, and enjoy a Purple Lights all the way up to halftime. And that way you can get a couple beers that are cheaper than normal and enjoy the Lumberjacks and the Lady Jacks, um, who are killing it, by the way, um, at any home game. Just support, support in any way that you can. Wear purple, come to the games, um, drink Fredonia beer, join Purple Lights Fund, whatever you can do to support your lumberjacks and your lady jacks. Make sure that you do that because God knows we need it. (laughs) Drinking beer is not a hard way to support, let's be honest. Let's be, it's just an easy way to support. I mean, who doesn't love a nice, simple lager just crushing in at the games it's what i do jacqueline does it too she's not a big beer drinker either y'all been asking for years for us to have alcoholic bevies at the games now that we have them i better see y'all ordering them and drinking them bingo exactly exactly even miss you too jan hope to see you soon Sweet lady. Love it. All right, guys. Hope you have a wonderful day. It is 423 in the afternoon. It's almost dinner time. Um, I got to get ready to go over to the brewery because it's game night. Dollar off pints at the brewery tonight. So if you're in Nacogdoches, dollar off pints. Come see us. Um, And it's game night. So we're going to play some games. And uh, yeah, I believe that's it. It'll be fun night. Fun night. All right. So hope you guys have a wonderful day. Hope you see you tomorrow at the game. And as always, Axe and Jacks. Without some Jacks. Adios, amigos. <laughs>